0: Welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show, brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am joined today by none other than Believe Royalty, really. Nick Kreider. Yeah, you get Believe Royalty as your title. Uh, Host of the Charity Stripe, co-host of Ring the Bells Pod Talk, big San Diego Padres fan, and there's a big series this weekend between the Padres and the Dodgers. Nick, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Tracy. About time.
0: I know, right? I mean, it has been a few months and I'm just getting Believe Royalty on the show. And it's kind of funny, like all of a sudden I'm like, I'm kind of a little nervous because like you guys got me to believe. And now I feel like I have to impress you with my hosting abilities. Oh,
1: don't be nervous, please. <laughs> we know you're a pro. we, well, we, we watched you do an a in-person interview on, on Radio Row. We, we know how you operate.
0: Yes, that's true. And uh, actually one of those in-person interviews was with Debo Samuel. So as long as you bring it up before we get into Dodgers Padres, which is what we were originally going to talk about today. And we still will, but uh, it was announced on Wednesday that uh, Debo Samuel told ESPN's Jeff Darlington that he has requested a trade. It's like now become one of the great mysteries of our time as to why Exactly, he wants this trade. There are rumors that it's usage, and then Debo tweeted that no one really knows. Reporters think make things up, and no one really knows but him and his agent. And he deleted that. He then posted in an Insta story on Thursday um, that Adam Schefter was wrong when saying that it was that he wanted to be closer to home. So it is kind of a mystery. Maybe it's a uh, amalgam, a combination of things. I. Don't think the 49ers are actually going to trade Debo Samuel. But Nick, as someone who's not ingrained with the 49ers on a daily basis from the outside, what does this all look like to you? Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: Well, first off, it seems like Adam Schefter can't get anything right these days. So yes,
0: he does seem to be struggling.
1: <laughs> he, he, he should uh, get his act in order. Um, but I, I think I think the obvious reason for all of this, of course, and it seems to always be the case, is uh, contract extension that is falling flat. Right? Mm-hmm. You're seeing it right now with Kyler Murray as well. He's saying that he's not going to play under his current contract. Do I think they're going to trade Kyler Murray? Certainly not. Um, but with Debo Samuel, of course, he's heading into his last year of his of his rookie deal, and he's an unrestricted free agent next year, and he wants to break the bank. He wants to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, like any other top tier wide receiver, they wanna be the guy. Um, you just saw Tyree Kill get traded to Miami and he's gonna be making a lot of money there. So he Debo sees himself as that guy who can garner that type of money. Do I think he's gonna get traded? As well? No, I don't I don't either. I think that he, his perfect situation is in San Francisco where they mm-hmm. know how to utilize him as a wide receiver and a running back where he had a career year. And keep in mind, he's only done this one year. He was injured right. his second season. He was a rookie his first season. He clips over 800 yards. But uh. he needs to kind of prove it a little bit longer that he can sustain a full season without injuries and also do this again. I think it's a little premature for him to be um, – you know, doing trade rumors right now so close to the draft. I think this is just for him and his agent to to kind of get the the fan bases and the other GMs riled up and see what they can throw at the 49ers organization before the draft.
0: Well, and you bring up uh, a good point. It's something I've talked about a little bit on the radio the last couple of days, but I wanted to talk about it here. Taking nothing away from Debo's ability because I think he has a, a very unique skill set. And I have a lot yeah. of respect for him. But you brought up, uh, you brought up the injury issues, and these are issues that have really plagued him back to when he was in South Carolina. So it has been one, you know, very solid year. And I think his unique ability does make him different. But it's interesting because if usage is the issue usage becomes interesting because any team that would trade for him and and it would have to be like such an incredible package for the 49ers I think to even consider it and I really believe the only way they even consider it is if this relationship is so beyond repair that they feel they have another no other choice but a team will only do that because they would want to use him In a similar way. The other thing about usage that I think is interesting is when we look to next season for San Francisco, they're going to have a very different quarterback under center. And that is no disrespect to Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan. I think he is a great quarterback. But Trey Lance has a very different skill set. With that skill set, perhaps you use Debo Samuel a little bit differently, and he doesn't need to play that running back position as often as he did this past season. So it's a very, that becomes an interesting discussion. Now, if that's not what the issue is, then that's not what the issue is, but it does become, you know, a very interesting discussion. But when you look at these Devonte Adams and um, Tyreek Hill deals, you know, as you alluded to, it's a lot more years of durability and a lot more years of production. And so mm-hmm. there's a reason they're getting these huge contracts, but from the Debo side of things, I also get it because, you know, they have a finite amount of time to play football. And even in a perfect world, let's say Debo Samuel has a 10 to 12 year prolific career. It's still a finite amount of time to play football and make money. So then he's done in his like early to mid thirties, where the rest of us are really like getting going in our careers. And then so much, you know, so much ahead of us. So it's a finite amount of time. If he is going to be used as a running back, running backs have a lot shorter shelf life in the NFL than wide receivers. So I can understand him wanting that money. It's a, it's a difficult one, you know, from, from all sides. And there's a lot of things that can happen here. I, I think ideally for the 49ers, they figured out, they sign him, you know, they could, he's under contract. Uh, if he were to sit out the season, he's, he like loses an accrued season and then he becomes a restricted free agent next year. I think then we start getting into things that become very, um, unpleasant. Right. We we'll use, that was a word that came up on the pod earlier this week before the trade request, unpleasant. And, um, Nobody probably wants to go there, but this becomes very interesting. We're recording this one week exactly before the draft, uh, and I think we'll see what happens. If I were to guess, they figure it out sometime in the next several days. But if they don't, then things become very interesting next week. Maybe then the 49ers do have a first-round pick, and there are a lot of wide receivers in this draft, and things become very interesting. But my guess is they figure it out.
1: There are a lot of teams that, I feel should not make this move. And there are teams I think if if it's available, they could make this move. A team mm-hmm. that takes on Debo Samuel is a team that is ready to win right now. Right. The Jets mm-hmm. have been mentioned, but what is mm-hmm. that really going to do for their mm-hmm. franchise, right? Are they going to give up their fourth overall pick for him? Are they can give up the 10th overall pick for him. I mean, they need to fortify their defense. They need to build their line. They need to continue to, to build with, with young talent. And I'm not saying Debo's old, but it's a lateral move.
0: Mm-hmm. A
1: team teams that could go after Debo are teams that are ready to win like the Chargers or the Cowboys or the Patriots that need more offensive firepower and help. I mean, the Chargers have been rumored to be drafting wide receiver at pick number 17. Well, maybe you just give up a pick um, to get Debo Samuel and then, you know, maybe throw in a second or a third or, or whatever it may be. And then you get your guy, but then again, you've got over 60 million or Maybe close to seventy million dollars tied up in three wide receivers: Mike Williams, mm-hmm. Keenan Allen, and Debo Samuel. If you decide to resign Debo, you don't want to go out and get him a rental. I mean, yes, that's a crazy trio of wide receivers, but you know, there's a lot of different moving parts here. Um, to the point on the usage, I, I don't really buy into the usage argument just because the the usage has made him valuable. You know, well, that's with, the thing with, that with,
0: doesn't make sense.
1: And right, he coined they've the term "wide y- back." That exactly. was him. Like that was something exactly. we had a
0: in one of our press conferences late in the season. Someone said, "You know, you've become this kind of hybrid." And he's like, "Wide back. I'm a wide back." Like this was exactly. his. He, he likes this.
1: He loves it. He wants to play. He wants to play football. I don't think he's sitting out next season. I think he's a gamer from the time that I've met him, and I know that you've met him a bunch and discussed with him. He just wants to be on the field, right? And mm-hmm. he, wants to, he wants to play. Um, and, of course, once you start playing well, you want to get the respect you deserve and you want to get money. But in terms of usage, I mean, he's he's the wide back now. He's this Swiss mm-hmm. Army knife. And I think that he want, wherever he goes, he wants to continue to play this role.
0: And I understand that even as a wide back, I understand him wanting to get paid as a wide receiver because you're going to make more money as a wide receiver than a running back. And I, I, like I said earlier, agree with the fact that he should, if he's going to put his body under that duress and he's going to take that chance, he should get, get paid accordingly. So. Hopefully they figure this out. We will see. Uh, we're recording this Thursday. It comes out Friday morning between now and tomorrow. I'm sure there'll be like 17 other reports, and I'm sure all of them will be refuted and be wrong. Um, but if I were to guess by the time this podcast comes out, Debo Samuel is still a member of the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, so we will we will see. But now we're going to talk about something that really matters, and that <laughs> is the NL West two weeks into the season of Major League Baseball. <laughs> um, we have big weekend series, between the Dodgers and the San Diego Padres, I, as I'm pretty sure you guys all know, I'm a diehard Los Angeles Dodgers fan. Nick, as you can tell those of you watching this in his Padres hat, is a diehard San Diego Padres fan. During the Grammys, uh, Justin Bieber, who I'm also a diehard fan of, performed a song wearing a Padres hat. I've chosen to no. overlook it and like move past it and still love him. Um, but that took that took a little bit of, you know, talking to myself on that. Um, but big series ahead, you know, last season, these teams played each other a gazillion times. They're going to play each other again this season. Of course they're both in the NOS, but it was like, you know, the most, they were the most highly touted series. And those early series were so exciting. And then, and this is, they were electric. Electric is such a good word, Nick. This is why I'm having you on the pod today. They were electric. And then the Padres, and this is not a dig, it's just a fact, really like fell off. And it everything became about the Giants and the Dodgers. Um, but it is a new season um, in theory. I mean, it is a new season. And so with the Padres, maybe they won't full-on Padres. I mean, there's just something about teams from San Diego. I know the Chargers <laughs> are in LA now, but there's just something about these teams. And again, not a knock, just a fact. Um, yeah. But so... We have the first one this weekend, no Fernando Tatis Jr. right now. When does he come back, Nick? Uh,
1: he's scheduled to come back um, around early to mid-June. Um, okay. I think right now the rehab has been going uh, according to plan. Uh, he's been fielding some ground balls and making some throws, and I think he's going to be hitting here within the next week or so. So the rehab, ass- the rehab assignment is going well, and uh, we should see him around June.
0: Well, and I'm excited to see him even as a Dodgers oh, fan. Yeah, he is, is like the most fun to watch. Um, but you still have Matt, Manny Machado who I hate Manny Machado. Like I he hate the cheating Astros right and then the next next person I hate after the cheating Astros is Manny Machado for a Why do you hate him? <sighs> I'm going to no go one back. One
1: legit reason.
0: I can give a legit I can give my a, a couple legit reasons. My first legit reason is the 2018 World Series uh when I I believe it was game four after the 18 inning game the uh i would say the niners the dodgers like beat the red Sox in that marathon game maybe it was a 21 inning game anyways like longest game ever next night like there's momentum on their side and this man hits a single lollygags lollygags out there doesn't make a double out of it made such a difference in the inning i don't appreciate the lo- lollygagging then later he makes some comment about how he's going to sign a big contract before the Dodgers ever win the World Series. I just don't like him. And so, therefore, I hate Machado. But I have – those are two very legitimate reasons, starting with the lollygagging, and I did not okay. appreciate that. And now, so with yeah, the so Padres, he, May like, Machado. runs across the field to do anything anybody wants him to do anytime. time.
1: So, you hate May Machado because he refused to stretch a, a single into a double and yes. because he was talking crap with a fan at spring training. Okay.
0: Yes. I, those are legitimate concrete reasons.
1: He, he and gets now I see lot. him
0: sprinting. Like I said, he'll stretch a single into a triple for the Padres. <laughs> he
1: yeah. Did because nothing. He loves his team. I, he was tr- let's let's get this straight. He never wanted to be on the Dodgers. I think we all know that. And when he got but trained to the Dodgers, it was works. awkward. I know it's not how it works, but the same time it's like you you can't fault a player because he got traded to an organization and he he played really well in the playoffs he he helped get you guys but it was the world series
0: Series. like i feel like a true professional (laughs) who loves the game it is the world series whether you want to be on the team or not you're on it so stretch your single into a double manny machado that's all i asked of you stretch your (laughs) single into a double that's all that's all now i've made it really like sad and and kind of make everyone feel he, bad
1: He's he playing very well this season. And I think he gets <laughs> he a lot is. of hate he's like, he is May Machado. Some people, there's there's kids who were born, uh, you know, before he even started or after he started his career that are just innately saying, I hate Mae Machado because that's what the world says, unless you're a Padres fan these days. So I think uh-huh. people really need to look themselves in the mirror and think, why do I really hate Mae Machado? And if you can't really have a solid answer, then you got to kind of backtrack and, and and actually look and see what he's doing right now. He's doing. Some I'm great very thing, clear. But,
0: I'm very clear on my reasoning. but he is having a hell of a season. Two weeks in, he is batting what three fifty eight. He's yep. three stolen bases already, right?
1: Uh, I, I, I think so, somewhere around there. I mean, he, right now okay. he's the leader of this team, right? I mean, no. he, everyone knows that Manny Machado is the captain of the San Diego Padres. Without Tatis, you know, we need someone that can really just anchor down and, and help us, you know, support our offense and defense. I mean, he's, he's always got, plays world class defense out there. But, you know, our offense has been struggling throughout the season. Our pitching has been the highlight. But Manny Machado has been able to um, give us the firepower we need to, to edge out some of those close games, which has been great.
0: So we have a Dodgers team who's currently leading the NL West, not by a ton because, we're, again, we're like two weeks of the season. But uh, currently leading the NL West, uh, coming off with beating the Braves uh, two out of three. Uh, Freddie mm-hmm. Freeman's first iteration against his former team went well. Um you have a Dodgers team with this very struggling Mookie Betts and a struggling Max Muncy. Um, my co- guy Cody Bellinger is back in business, but we'll get to that because on Fridays we do Cody Corner. I didn't tell you about that ahead of time because I didn't want you to say no to coming on the pod. But on Fridays we do Cody Corner, so we'll do that a little bit later. Do, do you go
1: to the corner and smoke a bunch of weed? I feel like that's what Cody's Corner is.
0: No, that's, this is a family show, Nick. That is not what we do.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) That's not not what we do. We just talk about Cody basically and highlight anything really cool that he's been doing. Sometimes we're very realistic about where he is, but he's been playing really well. Mm -hmm. So we get to have a very positive, but I try to keep Cody corner positive. Like at, I basically Cody, Cody um, will come up to bat and like take a ball not not swing at a bad pitch and I'll be like good eye Cody so I really try to keep it very positive in <laughs> <And> my Cody, <laughs> Cody I'm like literally the you're doing great sweetie like that's me, that's me. Yeah, yeah
1: you're the mom in the bleachers
0: <laughs> the mom in the bleachers for sure um but I think this is going to be a fun series uh probable pitches I think we have Aureus, probably mm-hmm. Tyler Anderson and Kershaw for the Dodgers side. I know you Darvish is pitching one of those games or, or expected to for the Padres, former Dodger for um, mm-hmm. you, Darvish. I've, he had that horrible game seven of the world series when the Astros cheated and then got like run out of town, unfortunately. But uh, I know he had a rough game against the giants a couple weeks ago, but other than that, has he been having a pretty decent season for all three starts? Uh, he had couple?
1: a really good opening day and then he had that one rough game against the giants and then he got back on track, his last start. So hoping to continue um, getting back on track against the Dodgers. I think he pitches on Saturday,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but the pitching staff has been great for us. I mean, we went out and traded for Sean Manaya from Oakland. I mean, they went off and sold everybody, but we're, we're glad we can reap the benefits of, of the fire cell in Oakland and uh, grab Sean Manaya, who's been pitching great. Um, we brought in Nick Martinez as a, As a free agent this year, he's pitching the game on Friday. Clevenger has been injured, so he's making his rehab assignment. And then, of course, Blake Snell is on the aisle as well, so we brought up the young pitching prospect, Mackenzie Gore, who has been great. So starting pitching has been great. I mean, we're really satisfied with how that's going. For us, though, I mentioned it before, the offense is what has been – the uh, downfall of the Padres. The outfield really doesn't have a solid bat out there that's been able to produce runs besides strokes and pro fire. And people can say this might be a fluke. He's got four home, home runs this season, the same amount he had last season. So uh, we really need some more firepower there. We just need to get the guys clicking again. But pitching has been strong. So I'm looking forward to seeing these pitchers um, make quick work of the Dodgers.
0: Oh, no one's making quick work of that lineup. It is funny with that lineup because it's like, oh, I'm sure that felt good to get through Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner, mm-hmm. but unfortunately Justin Turner and Max Muncie and Will Smith and Chris Taylor and Cody Bellinger coming up the next, it, it's just, it's like, it's such a, it's crazy. And it's interesting. You're talking about how starting pitching has been so great for the Padres. And I think the Dodgers have had good starting pitching, but if there's a question mark on the Dodgers, it is the starting pitching. Um, yeah.
1: And uh, early on before the season started, I, I thought that that was going to be the biggest downfall of the Dodgers, right? They take a step back. Of course, mm-hmm. you had Scherzer on a short uh, rental deal last year, who you lost in the Mets, and Kershaw gets another season, you know, when he continues to get older and older, and Dustin May is injured. So, I always thought that this was going to be the downfall, but you know, like you're saying, the lineup right now isn't producing like it's expected to. On paper, it is probably the best lineup I have ever seen constructed by mm-hmm. any major league team ever. Um, they'll get it going at some point, but the question is, will it be too little, too late? Uh, you know, will no. there be? Will it <laughs> be a, a point where they tire out because it's a long season? you know, you got to get on track really quick.
0: It is definitely it is a long season, and so thus far. With the Dodgers. So on Friday, I believe is Julio Aureus, who at the mm-hmm. moment is kind of my biggest concern. Um, I think obviously he had a tremendous season last year and he is not, he hasn't pitched, hasn't been awful, but I mean, well, he did have like an awful mm-hmm. inning, but um, he hasn't been awful, but Uh, To me, there is a little bit of concern. Now, I I do remember last season, in the beginning of the season, a couple of games, um, I think one actually maybe even against the Padres, where... There was this, I tweeted um, Julio, and it was funny because it was in the middle of all the whole, "Where is Julio Jones going to stuff?" going to go stuff, yeah. and of course, like most of my followers are all like 49ers fans, yep. and everyone was like, "Oh my God, Tracy, are they getting Julio Jones?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm talking about Julio Arias. He's pitching like a really Julio, bad inning." Wrong sport. Wrong sport. Um, or Julio Arias, and so that's the one. It concerns me a little. Um, I think the other side of that coin is that the person who's really impressed me is Tony Gonzalez who I think has had so he's much potential the last couple of years, but has been pitching really well. Uh, the first couple starts, it had been like a Tony Gonsolin, Tyler Anderson, you know, half and half kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't do that this week because Andrew Heaney is, is injured, who's been a, a great pickup for the Dodgers and has been pitching really well. But he's on the IL, so they had, I think Tyler Anderson is pitching on um, Saturday. And it is Tyler, right? Because sometimes I do this where it's a T name and it's like, but it is time. Yeah, I believe free. it is. Okay. Great. Okay. Great. Um, sometimes I do do that. I call somebody like a different name. Um, but I get like the last name, right? Um, uh, so he's pitching on Saturday. So that changed things. The person I'm also like the, maybe the, just the teeniest little bit concerned about, um, is Walker Bueller. Who? Oh, he'll be fine. He'll be that's, fine. See, this is what everybody tells me. Everybody's like, if you want to be concerned about some, because they about Julio Walker Bueller's fine. Um, but he has not been the same. And I do think the shortened spring is part of it. And, and I think that's a real thing for a lot of players. I think that's true even for this Padres offense. I think that could be the case for Mookie Betts. I, I was kind of concerned Mookie might have like an actual injury, but then he made that sliding catch on his hip the other night in right field. And I was like, yeah, he seems fine. Um, I think that could be the case for, for Mookie Betts. Max, Max Muncy coming off the injury. I do think the shortened spring um, is not not like an excuse I think there's something to be said for that Uh, but these are just the little things with the Dodgers that I'm just like the the tiniest bit concerned about and then I wonder mid-season do they try to get another pitcher again but they have they have a Trevor Bauer situation which complicates things Um, I would like more than anything if they would just cut him and send him off on his merry little way Um, Mm -hmm. but there is you know, the issue there of what's going to happen. And, and that does complicate things.
1: Yeah. That's a very awkward situation right now. Um, just, I mean, having his administrative leave just continues to be prolonged, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I, I just don't know what it would look like when, when they would be like, okay, Trevor Bauer, you're good to go. We've cleared everything. We've made sure that, you know, what happened didn't happen or what happened did happen. Go ahead and pitch some baseball games now. It's like, how's that going to look on MLB? How's that going to look upon the Dodgers? I, I don't know. I think that's a sticky situation that I would stay mm-hmm. out
0: of. You personally would stay out of.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I if I was if I was the Dodgers, I would just cut oh, ties.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's why I, I um, feel the same way. If I I have to say as a female Dodgers fan, I'd have a really hard time with seeing him pitch again in a Dodger uniform, and I actually don't think i could root for them to win those games which would be very hard for me but i would yeah just, no
1: i agree i mean it'd be i mean i for me it's just like i've lost all respect for the guy i mean mm-hmm. in general i just don't i don't ever want to see him pitch a, a baseball game again
0: yeah i could not agree more uh so i guess we'll see what happens there but it does it complicates things and apparently it was part of the complication in not being able to re-sign kenley chanson um so there's who was playing you know, great just,
1: baseball right now for the braves
0: Great. And really, Kenley Jansen, I like die on the sword all the time, but even last season, he had one really bad week. And granted, it was a bad week. And that week in July probably cost the Dodgers the division. But other than that week, he pitched great. I mean, he was pretty lights out. It started on a Sunday in Colorado where I believe they had a 6-1 lead. You know, not that I'm so upset about everything, but a 6-1 lead like going into like the ninth and somehow lost that game. And then... Um, this happened twice against the giants that week. And I think that week, yes, it probably cost them the division, but other than that, he, I mean, if, if we all just had one bad week at our jobs every single year, then like, that would be great for all of us. And other than that, he was lights out. So, um, he has been pitching great for the Braves. It was really cool to see him back at Dodger stadium, uh, the other night. And, uh, I wasn't there. I was at the game. Where he closed out the game for the Braves. I'm not proud of this. I never leave early, but I did because I'd been to multiple Dodger games in a row and I was just kind of exhausted. And um they were losing three to one and so I just left like in the ninth. Um, which I'm not proud of. I, I'm gonna be honest with that. I'm it's not okay. Proud of it. It's but okay. You gotta be daily traffic. April. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, also I mean, it's Los April. Angeles. There's a lot of traffic. Yes. Yes.
0: There is a lot of traffic, um, which I want, I'm glad you brought that up. For those of you that make fun of Los Angeles fans for getting there in the third, leaving early, if you've ever dealt with traffic, like you could leave for a 7-10 game at 5 and get there in the third if things go oh, yeah. terribly wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, just to get to that part of town. Yeah. But also the, the Audrey Stadium is on a hill and you have to yeah. go up the hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. park. You got to walk. It, it's a mm-hmm. big ordeal. You got to set aside like a solid two to three hours of preparation before the game even starts
0: the um, the one and done wild card game last year which they were not done because the epic Chris Taylor home run um, I went with my dad and it was I think it was a 510 start and or maybe five maybe it's a 530 start either way I said to my dad I need you to pick me up at three so my parents live in Century City and my dad lives in, uh, works in Santa Monica I was like I need you to pick me up at three. And he was like, three. I think it was maybe it was a five o'clock start. And I was like, Yeah, three. There's gonna be traffic, getting into the stadium. It's a wild card, it's a big deal. And he's like, Well, I have a meeting. He moved the meeting closer to my house. And I basically said to him, if you are not at my house by 3:15, I'm gonna Uber to the stadium and I will see you there. And he was like, No, I don't, w- I wanna like drive together. Anyways, it was like a whole thing. But at 312, I was like, I'm standing outside. <laughs> and he was there by 316. And my dad's the best, and he was like, I was very nervous because I was like really freaked you would get mad at me. But I was like, it's already like a one and done game. There's a lot of anxiety around yeah. this. Like, I really can't to. deal with it. What?
1: What a game to go to!
0: It was unbelievable, and someone had given us dugout club seats, so we were like, I mean, right there. Um, it. it was incredible. That was like the best game. It was such a. It was an incredible game. I mean, the Dodgers had some really epic games last year. They didn't make it to the World <laughs> Series, but they did have some epic, epic games last year. And that one, um, that was a fun one. And I look back on that one bad Kenley, one bad Kenley Jansen week because you know how they won the division. Everything's different. They don't have to play in the wild card. They have home field advantage against the Giant. Like it just, but you right. know whatever it is, what it is. Um, but yeah, so traffic is is a thing. Also, my my, my poor dad. They took Scherzer out in that game. And they brought Joe Kelly in and my dad said to me, I don't think I would have done that yet. And I said to him, the man has not thrown a pitch. Do not put bad vibes in the universe. You are not allowed to speak again until the end of this inning when he gets out of it. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, very, <laughs> we know,
1: we know where's the pants in your family.
0: <laughs> I was like, when it comes to Dodgers, like no one really wants to like, no one wants to mess with me. They don't want,
1: want to smoke.
0: Yeah. They're like, all right, that's fine. Um, So uh, anyways, that's enough about me and last season. Uh, So what what do you predict for this weekend series? I think we're both going to have very different predictions, but how do you see this weekend series going? Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health.
1: It'll be a fun one. I, 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 we mentioned it earlier on that these games were really electric in the early season. And yes, the Padres had a second half collapse, and I don't necessarily think it had anything to do with, you know, who the players were or how they were playing. I think a lot of it just came through management. Our players mm-hmm. didn't really respect last year's manager and Jace Tingler. Um, we have a new manager now, veteran Bob Melvin. So we're really excited about that. He's been coaching um amazing and he's been a great manager um the padres have 14 straight games without an error to start the season that's the longest streak in mlb history so we're playing stellar defense great pitching i i really think you know we both have nine wins right now but you're running into a hot team. Um, this team has got good vibes right now, and the pitching staff has been great. And of course, the defense, like I just mentioned, if our bats can click, though, it's it's going to be trouble for the Dodgers. I do think that we take two two of the three games in this se- in this series. I think our pitching is uh, is more superior um, with Traumanaya closing it out on Sunday. I'm not sure if if Nick Martinez gets the edge over Urias, but I think you know you Darvish gets the edge over Tyler Anderson. So um, I think two to one.
0: You think two okay? Actually, I think it's also worth mentioning fourteen games that an error, but also fourteen games that a day off. Like the day we're recording oh, yeah, this Thursday, first day. first day off for the Padres all season, which is kind of a big deal. Um, I know it's baseball, and so you can play every day, but it's still that's still a lot, you right. know, in, in two weeks. So exactly. uh, Dodgers have a day off day as well, but they've had their other days off. Okay, so I actually, and this is probably going to surprise people. I don't know if I can argue with your prediction because I'm a little. I'm still concerned about Julio Urias, so I'd like to see what happens uh, right. both tonight, as the case will be. Uh, and the Tyler Anderson thing, I, the Tyler Anderson thing, though, I think a little bit has the potential to be one of these things It's like, this guy isn't even really a starting pitcher, and he's pitching a right. lights out game. Like, it's got like that. Yeah, he's going to come it, back
1: down to reality at some point.
0: Yes, but it, it's kind of funny. You know, the Dodgers bullpen has been so strong that if they can get four to five strong innings out of Anderson, then I, you know, would feel good about it. But, it'll be the Dodgers lineup. I mean, my kind of party line has been, I'm slightly concerned about the starting pitching going for the long haul, but if they can score seven to 12 runs a game, I don't really think it's going to matter. So can this lineup do that this weekend remains to be seen? Can Mookie Betts kind of figure out what's going on with him? Can Max Muncy get hot? You know, once Max Muncy gets hot, that's kind of game over for everybody. Yeah. yeah
1: He's uh, playing, he playing an MVP last season until he got hurt. So they, they yeah. need that back. I mean, it's really what it comes down to is, is your guys just need to all be hitting average around the same time. You know, like they can't be playing below average baseball. They all got to be just doing enough. And right now it's just not cutting it. But I mean, we both have nine wins. We both have the most wins in baseball right now. So Mm -hmm. it's funny that like we can be at this point and still complain about our teams that it not being enough.
0: That is, that is very true. When you have a team that's doing that well and Mookie Betts isn't, that says a lot.
1: I did. For, sure. for the 100. And same, same thing with the potters though. You, you have a team doing yeah. so well, and they still don't have Tatis. I mean, mm-hmm. exciting for for June.
0: Uh, and the Dodge, the Dodgers get Dusty May back in June, so they it's going to be do. things get things get exciting. All right. Before I let you go, it's time for Cody Horner. Oh gosh. Um, and on today's edition of Cody Corner, I'm going to keep it really short, you guys. I just think everybody should know that he has six multi-hit games already this season, which is tied for the second most in baseball, which is a really big deal for a man that before the playoffs last year was batting like 156. So I just (laughs) want to throw that out there. Um, He really got hot in the playoffs. Playoff Cody was amazing. Kind of a rough start and now he's been playing well. And then the other thing that I think is worth highlighting is in, I believe in 2020 and 2021, he had two games where he hit more than one extra base hit. I hope I said that eloquently in a way that was like easy to follow. He already has three this season, two weeks into the season. So I just think we should all celebrate Cody Quarter today. Do you not want to? Good for you, Cody.
1: Way way to get your your career back on track from from being an MVP to a mega below average player. Now you're finally figuring it out in the first 15 games of the season. Kudos. Let's keep it up.
0: I feel that your Cody Quarter attitude is not a (laughs) plus. And I just don't know how I feel like you didn't even clap with me. Why Cody. would I clap
1: for Cody Bellinger?
0: Because you're on my podcast and it's Cody Corner. But You fine. know who
1: you have invited on your podcast.
0: I know. Next time I'm asking Josh, <laughs> maybe he'll oh, clap He's for not clapping
1: for Cody Bellinger. He's a Red Sox fan.
0: Oh yeah, no, he's dead. Oh, and he is not he won't like my Manny Machado take either because it was against the Red Sox.
1: No, he, he so, won't. And you know what? Josh was at the game that the Red Sox beat the Dodgers in LA to win the World Series. So he's he's seen a pretty good game there.
0: I was at the two games before, and then I had to work and cover a game in Arizona, which actually I think turned out, like a 49 game, which I think maybe turned out for the best. For the best, yeah. that was probably for the best. Um, yeah, definitely. Nick, thank you for joining me. Even though you didn't clap for Cody Corner, it so was a pleasure to have you on the
1: podcast. I'll, I'll snap for Cody Corner. Here you go. Snaps. Oh, we like snap! But that's not for Cody. That's, that's for, that's for you as a good host.
0: Thanks. That's kind of your version of you're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> Staps. I like it. I'm going to start doing saps though. Cause I think that's fun. Um, it's more fun than clapping and thank you for saying I'm a good host. See, I did nothing to be nervous about. Whew. Makes me feel much better. Well, thank you keep you
1: for, your, You're keeping your job, I believe. I,
0: I know I'm keeping my, I know I was going to say like, I'm not fired, even though I don't know if that totally fits in this scenario, but Still, you're not taking my show away from me. Uh, Nick, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being a good sport. Um, I kind of agree with you. I think it might end up being two to one Padres, but we'll find out. We'll keep an eye on it. Have fun. I know you're going to the Friday night game. Have a blast. Thank you. Um, And I don't hope the Padres win it, but I do hope that you have a good time being
1: there. Oh, always. It's never a bad time at Petco Park. If you've never been to that stadium or that ballpark, you should get out there, get some food, get some craft beer, have a good time.
0: Well, I've actually never been to that ballpark, which is crazy. Um, so I'll definitely have to do that at some point this season. All right, you guys, if you like what you heard, and I know that you did, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We are brought to you by BetOnline. And with that, I'll talk to everybody next week. It's draft week. There'll probably be more Debo news. Um, I have NFL Network's Kimmy Checks coming on to preview all of draft week in Vegas. So don't, do not miss it. And have a great weekend all. Bye, guys.